from the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. I think you're right there, Patrick Talk Show guy. Well, good afternoon. It's a little bit afternoon on the 4th of January. It's a Wednesday. Wednesday. And this is One Radio network.com. Good afternoon to you. Uh, We're going to have fun for a little while. We're going to hang out here. Farmer's Market is at 3 o'clock. Plenty of time. Might as well get in some chat with you. I got my little Herbies. I'm going to take a little hit of if you... I haven't taken this all, Barney. This is from Shen Blossom. Man, guys. I'm going to do two. Just because I can. We'll have taken these things. What else we got here? We got Hoshi Wu too. I don't think we're out of that. Oh well. Shen Blossom is a great, great organization. Look, uh, look for them on our website, if you will, and uh, just check out some of the products. Look at the ingredients. Go through the ingredients label and you'll you'll say, okay, man, I want some of that. Yeah, he's got some really, really nice things. Well, uh, good afternoon to you. Happy New You. If uh, this is your first visit with us after the New You, uh, happy. I hope you had a nice uh, holiday thing. We sure did. Uh, had great fun and um, doing, doing really well on our screen writing and learning more every day. I keep, um, keep talking to myself. You know, I do that a lot where... What's really cool about, um, how can I say this? Yep. Sorry, Doodle. Just shock Doodle. It's okay, sweetie. What's really fast, by the way, uh, please call if you want to uh, join the show. 888 663-6386. You need not continue the same conversation that I'm having with you. The video, uh, just anything they want to talk about is fine. And uh, email patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Wednesdays afternoon, generally Wednesday afternoon, afternoons and then Friday, we just have a kind of one-on-one thing here that we affectionately call, it takes a long time to get young. One of our specialties is understanding why we age, and um, the more we understand, the um, healthier we can stay, the longer we can stick around, which is kind of fun. Might as well, as long as you're having fun. As long as you can play kissy face and play golf and (laughs) walk around in the woods and, you know, do things that are fun, well, you might as well stick around, as long as they're fun. Um, but I talked about the idea of that, you know, being off for almost two weeks, I was able to dig deeper and deeper into the screenwriting process because I just, I didn't have anything to do except that, which is really fascinating. And you don't just get up and say, that's all you have to do not have to do, but all you want to do is just um, 
get better at what you're doing, right? It's very exciting when you're in that position. It's not always the easiest thing to do because we generally have to get into areas that are um, maybe just a little bit uncomfortable. And for me, with the creative process of screenwriting, it's just... um, um, going more within, getting quieter, so I can say, how does that work? Hmm, contemplating it, you know. Well, if this person does that over there, what is this person really thinking in this scene? What are they feeling? What is this character feeling? What would they say? What do they want? What don't they want? What are they worried about? Uh, Which is, you know, that's just a, a small part of it. But anyway, what I came to the conclusion is I have so, um, and I'm really sharing this with you so you can understand that no matter what your chronological age is, the number that you have next year on your driver's license, which we know that's just a number. Um, but no matter what your, your number is, just call it a number, you know, 45, 50, 55, just some number, whatever. No matter what your number is, that if you're, you know, if you're not, you know, well, if you're feeling good, you got some energy and you're taking care of your health and, and um, you can you can learn to do anything. Seriously. You can learn to do anything. I mean, play the piano, learn to sing, play a, a musical instrument, another musical instrument, uh, write a novel, write a screenplay, uh, start a business, mm, build a house with your own hands, you know. Uh, anything. Because we, we have the ability, it's so cool. So I'll just use my own experience and why it's so exciting. Um, for Say for a screenwriter, let me just use my, my own experience. We have um, access to the best screenwriters, teachers in the world on YouTube. There's channels and you can, you can watch so many different people. I've watched lots of them taking notes, make notes, uh, books. The trick is with the screenwriting books is finding the, the ones that are the best ones and you only get that through listening and well, I, you know, I listen to this guy for an hour and so, well, yeah, he, He's really imparting some interesting ideas. I'm gonna, so I get his book and download it on my little uh, Apple thing, not Am- that Amazon thing, and then uh, read it and take notes and think about it. And the point being that um, if I really want to do this, which I do, and really want to produce movies, which I do, really want to be able to sell screenplays and make movies, which I do, that there's absolutely nothing, nothing that can stop me from doing that. Because this idea that, well, some people are just more talented, that's all nonsense. 
they're more talented at doing whatever they're doing is because they worked at it. You know, sure, we might have a, a, a more of a, I don't know, uh, what would be a word, um, a tendency to be more musical. For example, if uh, our parents listened to a lot of music when we were in the womb and then they played music uh, throughout the home uh, when we were kids and you know, then kids start taking piano lessons early. And of course, you know, that's, that's just, but that's a cultural thing. Uh, it wasn't something that, um, whatever, you know. And it, it, it could be a karmic thing too. If you really deep down wanted to learn how to be a concert pianist, you would probably incarnate with a parents that would, would, um, would show you an appreciation for music. And that's how God works. That's how reincarnation works. Yeah. So just as when we have to reincarnate with uh, people to work out issues, which we do, we also reincarnate with people to help us to do things that we really want to do. So, you know, reincarnating back on, on Earth is not always terrible. It's not the best choice because there's other places a whole lot more fun and easy, like a gabillion other places around on the inner planes and the astral, causal, mental, soul plane. Physical plane is pretty tough, you know. The physical plane is pretty tough. A lot of... But anyway, so it's just this idea that I know, and what excites me is that if I keep putting the time into it and keep, continue to say, how can I make this better? Right? How can I make this better? Go through and rewrite. Can I say this differently? Uh, you know, am I am I getting the emotion that I want? Are people really understanding the story so it's fun for the reader to read? And the readers, you have to kind of get them because they're the ones that pass it along to uh, producers and stuff like that. If you don't get past the readers of the screenplay, then you don't go anywhere. And uh, I've heard stories, and it's probably true, most readers uh, go through about four or five pages. Four or five pages. And they toss it aside. Because they've read so many screenplays that they know that uh, it's not going to be something that's worth reading, or it's not a subject they're interested in, or whatever. But the cool part is that I want to instill with you this morning one idea is that if you really want to do something with the internet, you have access to everything that you need, experts, books, uh, webinars, um, YouTube videos, to learn. If you really want to learn something and you practice it and you learn it, uh, you can learn anything, anything. Some people claim it takes about 10 years to learn something really well enough to make a living at it. I'm not sure that's the case. I'm sure it is not the case. It just depends on how much you focus on it. And this is one of the reasons why we spend quite a bit of time here uh, when we have our one-on-one It Takes a Long Time to Get Young shows, and you can look for them on BitChute if you like this kind of conversation. It's about... Uh, being productive, taking care of ourselves, and 
um, having a happy life, which is what it takes a long time to get young is about, not just living longer, that's part of it. Um, that, that you uh, can learn how to do anything that you want to do, and, and it just takes focus, and like I was saying, this is what we talk about, how the mind works, how um, spirituality works as soul, or where we focus our attention, is where we, uh, that's where everything is. So we focus our attention on this, learning whatever it is, and the more you focus, the more you learn, and it's really that simple. It's just a focus. Wherever you go as soul, wherever we put our attention, that's exactly where we are. And this is how we create everything in our lives. Every experience, what, you'll, what you and I will come across this afternoon or tomorrow morning, the only reason we come across um, something or we, something happens to us Things don't happen to us. We create every experience uh, that we have at the store, at the post office, out on a date when you're going on a date or meeting a person or with your husband or wife. We create every experience um, and that's how it works. So if we want to create uh, learning how to write the great American novel, uh, we read a lot of novels, just like I watch a lot of films and we study them and we read screenplays while we're watching the film, and you read your favorite authors, and you read enough people, and you learn how to write. And if you have a great imagination, then you can come up with stories that people want to watch, and um, there you have it, and you can do it. And the cool thing is that there's absolutely nothing in our way, nothing. Because even if we are unfortunate enough to be, I don't know, um, whatever, be working two jobs and didn't have time to write, um, there's always time. You just learn how to sleep less. And you, you do it. If you want it, if you want to do it. If you want to do it. You know, that's one thing I really uh, respect about um, um, well, uh, just somebody that you would know that I, you know, uh, Tom Cruise. You know, he gets a lot of, you know, he gets a lot of bad press because of his Scientology thing, and it could be a strange um, spiritual path. I don't know. I, I've never really studied it. I've seen some videos about it, and they, they definitely have some, some weird things going on in their uh, karmic culture, Scientology, but it's not my business, and it's not that. But uh, just so far as, as Cruz goes and what I've seen and what I've seen him in interviews, he really gets it, what I'm talking about. He really gets it. So if Scientology has helped him get that, it's worth it, uh, that, that path for him. It really is working for him. He really understands that the only reason he is where he is today, and he's a multi-billionaire, and he, you know, he gets... He's producing movies and making incredible movies. And he says it is because he wanted to do it and he was going to figure out how to do it and nobody was going to stop him. That's it. And he learned how to do it. And he, he came up from, a, he didn't have anything. He was a kid and he just uh, figured it out. 
and now he's producing some of the biggest grossing movies ever. I think this, uh, I, I don't see the movie, I don't really, I don't think I'll, I don't even think I'll watch it, but because I'm not interested in that kind of stuff, but it's, what's that, what is the movie? The, the airplane movie? Whatever. It was a follow-up that he made. I think it made a million, it's uh, made a billion, over a billion dollars. You know what you want to talking about, right? And uh, a billion dollars. And he produced it and uh, was and did all of the stunts. And uh, uh, I should probably watch it just see it. But um, to, and he didn't want to do it all computer generated. You know, these days, you can pretty much do anything on a computer. Like if you watch uh, the Game of Thrones and, uh, I haven't seen the Hunger Games, but the Game of, Game of Thrones, I've seen some of that. So much of those sceneries and those mountains and even the structures, they're all computer. They, you know, they don't build all these sets anymore. That's why they can do these kind of uh, projects like Game of Thrones and, and uh, you know, it's all computer generated. Most of all computer generated stuff. Same technology that NASA uses to convince everybody that there's planets in space and rockets and same same technology. And you can't tell. Very hard to tell that it's not a real thing. And so he could have done all, done all this with that movie. What's the name of that movie? See, it'll make me crazy if I don't find out. Okay. I'll just I'll just Google latest Tom Cruise movie. See, once you're not interested in something, you see how the mind works? Once you're not interested in something and you say, I don't think I'm going to watch that, it's gone from my state of consciousness. It's not that I'm forgetful or don't, no, I just choose to file it. Does that make sense? Okay. Latest Cruise movie. Just give me the name of it, please. Oh, Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick, which has grossed over 1.4 billion and became the highest grossing film ever. Wow. Top Gun Maverick, 1.4 billion. I wasn't even close on the money. And it's even more. Pretty interesting, huh? Anyway, so, um, so let that be an inspiration to you need, not for the money, I mean the money's great, but uh, but to be able to do something that you want to do. So, um, so I really know that I will be producing really extraordinary films someday with spiritual principles, not because I'm smart, not because I know what I'm doing, but because I want to. That's it. And if you want to do something, then you just put in the time, right? You put in the time and the energy, and you keep doing it until, keep doing it until you get tired of doing it. 
I've been studying the screenwriting thing I, pretty much, I think, full on about 10 years. Started started looking into it 20 years ago, uh, just after 9-11, I think, or before, with some seminars and then. But really, really hardcore, maybe, um, really a lot of time, five years ago and then 10 years ago, less, but probably five or six years ago. So I'm learning. So here we are. Um, I want to talk about tension uh, today. Tension. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, meat and uh, some new things. And I kind of knew this, but I want to, I'll, I'll cover it. We put a video on the front page of One Radio Network, and it was about a, it's about a fellow who was questioning a lot of the uh, uh, dogmatic um, ideas in the carnivore diet, uh, and we should always question dogmatic ideas because generally when we get dogmatic about something, it always turns out to be uh, dogmatic and we're, we missed a, some points. Now, now there's a lot of uh, carnivore gurus that are dogmatic about it, and that's it. Boy, meat's it. That's all you really need, meat, fat, salt, and water, and uh, you know, and all of that. And that may, that may be true. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I never, my, personally, I, I always knew that that was just a little bit strange, but it's pretty much what all of I've been doing. But about, um, I don't know, about 10 days ago, um, I, I mentioned this to somebody, I don't know, maybe I did this before, I don't remember what I say. Just talk and let it go. But I, rem- I, I was, I was starting to seeing some little bit of hollowness in my little cheekies, you know? Not a lot, a little bit, but I noticed it on a video. So well, it doesn't look too healthy, as healthy as I, I am. It doesn't look as healthy as I am. And uh, I really thought about it, contemplated, and I thought that I needed to just do some kind of carbohydrate that I wasn't doing any. I probably could have done it with fruit, which is a carbohydrate, but I thought, well, maybe I'll eat some uh, jasmine rice, you know. So I soaked some rice, and of course in a carnivore diet you would never do that because they have um, things in there that'll kill you. No, not really, but you know. But white rice is one of the, uh, um, the simplest, most easily digestible uh, grains to have, like an organic jasmine rice. I remember Gundry. Remember Gundry and he did the, um, the SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth thing, which has those strange things happens in the, in the small intestine, small intestine bacterial overgrowth. Um, if you're eating out of, out of whack too much, it'll, and then it causes a big problem. So some people go through a whole SIBO diet and all of that. But he was, I remember here saying, and saying that the jasmine rice was one of the most um, um, least offensive with these lectins and leptins and all the stuff that he talked about um, of any grain going. It's pretty interesting. So I remember that, and I have organic rice, you know, stocked away, come the revolution, you can always eat rice. It's an easy thing to store, right? That's my kind of survival food. Just have a 
you know, 50 pounds of rice, you can live forever. As long as you add some fat, you know, some olive oil, some tallow, you could live for a long time. Anyway, um, so I started just doing two, about three tablespoons of jasmine rice and with a lot of, and I would soak it for maybe 12 hours, 24 hours, and then cook it slowly and then put butter in there. By the time you, you get done, maybe half an hour, it's like, almost like a gruel, almost like something you would feed a baby. So you know how digestible it is. It's just like, you know, you could look at it and digest it. And it's really tasty because you got the butter and the salt, you know. So uh, I've been doing that every night uh, with the meat or fish uh, for about a week now. And boy, my cheeks came back like just in two or three days. Just, just filled out a little bit. So, I mean, I just took that as a, I don't know if I'll keep doing that, who knows, doesn't matter. I just took that as a, a sign that maybe my body, for whatever reason, uh, needs a little bit of carbohydrates. And once again, could probably do with fruit, as fruit is a carbohydrate, um, or even some uh, squash, something like that. So I just want to kind of throw that in there. A lot of you I know are trying carnivore thing, just be uh, don't get dogmatic about it. Um, if if something's not working for you, uh, then, you know, uh, change it a little bit. Um, but th- th- this fellow, then then after I did that for about a week, then I'll, and this is generally how life happens, then I get introduced to this, um, do I need more light here? Hold on, let me see this. Let me open a curtain. Open a, yeah, put a little more light there, opening the curtain. So, um, and then I'm, uh, then I'm, I, you know, I'm lifting, doing the uh, X3 um, resistance training every day. And, you know, it takes quite a bit of energy to do that whole thing. And Adam and other people have suggested that we need a little bit of sugar, carbos, um, to grow muscle and not just fat and protein like the carnivorians say. And that could be true for some people. Again, we're all so different. Some of some people could probably do it, just, uh, you know, steaks and butter, um, you know, just depending. Everybody's so different. Their metabolism, their thyroid is working differently. Uh, what they think is different. I mean, it's so so unique. Uh, just that's why we try to be real careful about getting too dogmatic about this stuff because you could get in into trouble. Say, well, I can't eat that. And we go, don't don't do that. Just whatever it is, diet you're on. Um, you see things you don't know, look quite good as you think, as you know you should and something your skin or your hair or your nails or sleep or um, your elimination, whatever it is, just play with it until you get the combination. And that's the, that's the deal. And it's going to change too, you know, and don't think that just because you get something and all of a sudden you're going to um, um, 
do this for the rest of your life, because it'll change. Because as you change, right? As you change, as you change your state of consciousness, right? And then, um, then your needs, nutritional needs, will change. Because as we change what we believe and what we think to be true and all of that, then everything in our body changes. I mean, think about that. Is that the coolest ever? Every, <laughs> I'm serial. It just does. Every time we stop worrying about something or or we get into a thing where we love ourselves more, or we become more comfortable uh, being on earth and not concern ourselves with anything or whatever the situation is, uh, the body changes. The body will get younger, it'll get healthier, um, it will maybe require different kinds of foods, maybe sometimes it even becomes more, um, what we think is more... um, uh, delicate in a way because there are different foods that won't work for us like they did a year ago. So what's that about? Well, the cells and the mitochondria and the organs, everything changes. Everything changes in direct correlation to what we think and believe to be true. That's a fact. I know it. Can't prove it, but I don't care. Everything changes in our body. Everything. Which is why uh, the idea of instant healings and why people can heal is one, for example, people get a cancer diagnosis, right? And they leave the doctor's office and the doctor says, well, you got stage four, Mr. Jones. And, you know, pretty much I think we can do chemo and, you know, we got a 60% chance you'll make it, but, you know, whatever. Then you go on the internet and start reading about stuff and, you know, and four days later you just know um, uh, that you are in a lot worse shape than you ever were just by what you believe to be true. And all of it could just be made up, right? They just make stuff up about what cancer is, what it isn't, and they they have their own little program or what's going to, um, you know, what's going to help you to, to ditch it. And generally, we have found that the less you do what they tell you to do, the better you're going to be. Cause, but it, it, it's huge when people are told something you know, you have this, you have prostate cancer, you have low thyroid, whatever. So I'm just encouraging you to be careful what you believe is going on in your body because if you believe something's going on in your body, it is until you stop believing it is and then it's not anymore. Come on, it can't be that simple. It is. It is. If it weren't true, then we wouldn't create anything. We would just be willy-nilly, you know, spinning around the sun at 66,000 miles an hour. You know, all, everything's random. There's nothing connected. It's just, uh, we're all lost in space. Um, God has nothing to do with anything. And, um, you know, that whole thing. And that's not the case. Everything is connected. Everything is a cause and effect. Everything, everything, everything. Just the opposite of what they want you to believe. We had a great talk with Jason Kristoff yesterday, and he's done some research that you know just blows my mind about 
how he's seen how the bouncing ball and uh, but he's very good at it and it's an interesting uh, it's a little bit geeky for me I mean I, I'm not criticizing him at all I don't think on those terms it's way too much you know I think of much more broad terms but but that's okay it, uh, it helps people to to know that we've been had and that these people are doing everything they can as Jason said yesterday everything they can to weaken us to control us, to make us have a bad life, to help us get a divorce, to help us get sick, to everything that we don't want. There are forces and have been on the earth plane forever, as long as they've been around. that are trying to kick our booty. And that's the way God set it up. Uh, It's called Satan or the lower worlds, whatever it's called. These forces have always been there. They're always going to be here. It's never going to be just peace on earth. Earth was not set up for that. It's a land of opposites. Hills and valleys, love and hate, good and bad, rich and poor, cold and hot, whatever. It's just the way it's been set up. That's the way God did it. Because God thought, well, you know, we'll just, well, what do you, let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. Let, (laughs) all these little souls are just hanging around me, these little light beams that are part of me up here in the God worlds. And they're just kind of hanging around and whatever we do, I don't know, we were in bliss or, being God and God thought well let's just have some fun what do you say I'd like to experience more of myself or whatever the whatever the deal was I don't know how it was exactly but kind of close I just want to experience more of who I am as God whatever God is which is everything which is love but I just want to experience more love or you know I mean, it's just life. It's got to keep doing something, right? It just doesn't, it's not static, you know. It just, there's nothing static. You know, everything, there's always another step. That's what life is. It's always, I don't know how to explain it, just doing something. So, um, so, So God just figured out that it's just going to plop us down into the lower worlds, And the way it's told in some of the ancient scriptures, it kind of started on the soul plane and to the subconscious mind and then to mental world and then the causal plane and then the astral plane, emotions, and then the physical plane where I think we uh, um, worked with, um, the way I, I think it happened where we just created our bodies by our state of consciousness and we evolved uh, from everything. I think we evolved from gases and light and sound and evolved that way over millions of years to these bodies. I think that's how it happened. But we're separate, you know, from the apes and all that. They did their own thing. But I think that's how it happened. But I don't know. Anyway, but God said, well, we'll just go down there, you know, and and you'll have a body. This will be great. Uh, Yeah, yeah, we're going to have some boys and we'll have girls. 
uh, that didn't work out well. We'll have boy, well, boys and girls, and then you can um, you know be attracted to each other, and then in that way um, you can then have sexual relations and plant the seed thing and then make more. So that's procreation. So that'll work, and then you know it'll be fun, and then it'll be a land of opposites, male and female, good and bad, love and hate hot and cold, you know, just like we said, rich and poor, the whole thing, the whole thing. And then this will be a place where then souls can learn that they are both male and female, they're both rich and poor, and do that middle path that some of the Buddha talked about, the middle path. Um, And um, that's the way souls can kind of learn that they are God-like, right? and then earn their way out of this thing and then go back home to God sometime and that'll be a fun trip, right? It's pretty much in simplistic terms how it works. Um, But then just to add extra fun, just like we do in movies, you gotta have a villain. Uh, You you have to, you gotta have a bad guy. If you have a film and there's not a bad guy, or there's not forces against the hero, there's no story, which is the whole idea of Joseph Campbell and the, the hero's journey, which is about life. There's always a story. And the story, the hero is always going through phases to try to learn who he is and to overcome obstacles and overcome faults. That's the hero's journey. So that's what we're doing here. And... Um, so the, the lower forces has been what's been called, hold on. I love the yawn. Thanks, thank you, Adam Bergstrom. I can just think about Adam and yawn, not because I'm bored, but because that's the way you uh, um, dispel tension in your body. And we're gonna talk about tension. Really, do you know that? Sure. That's how you yawn. And the more tension you get rid of, um, the less disease we have. Did you know that? Anyway. So, uh, there's this lower energy in the lower world that have been called evil, the devil, whatever. But it's just an energetic thing that, that is equal in force you get this, it's a very cool concept. It's equal in force to the other, to the love, love and hate. It's equal. You might think, well, there's a lot more hate going on in this world than ever. No, there's just as much love on the other side. If it goes out of balance, then the whole thing explodes because this energetic thing, the only reason the earth plane exists is because there are forces holding it together in physical reality. Right? It's the only way it holds together. If it gets too out of whack, um, then it just, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It's gotta be always a balance. So that's why we're seeing uh, more crazy land, wars, you know, COVID, um, taking away freedoms, pedophilia, whatever, you know. 
murders. So on one end, while at the same time on the other end, you and me and our friends and people we hang with are growing spiritually and getting happier and healthier. Well, what's that about? Well, because we're just, that's that's the way it works. And the more spiritually evolved we get, the more weird they get on that side. Oh, that's dumb. Well, that's the way it works. But we'll have more, and we do have more wherewithal to uh, overcome the obstacles if the obstacles get greater. Say, well, wait a minute, will they get more guns or whatever they're doing? I mean, how are we gonna survive? We're, we're surviving because we're waking up at the same level, getting stronger, getting healthier, uh, to balance out what they're doing on the crazy land side. Does that make sense? It's pretty cool. God's cool. God knows what it's doing. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Okay, we're just uh, waxing philosophically here on the 4th of uh, January, and we're going to tell you about this pumpkin, one of our fave things to do. Uh, we have, we, there's a rumor going on that they actually raised the prices on us again. I hope not, but if it is, it, it is what it is. Everything in their sister and brother are getting their prices raised. We talked about it this morning with Fred Jaszewski, and Martin Armstrong has the thing out. He has an AI contraption called um, Socrates. It's like a very sophisticated uh, artificial intelligence that he's been using for man, 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 long time. And he says the inflation rate is 32%, 32%. The gov, the one we love, says it's seven, but um, anyway, yeah, here's Phil, who is the head, head dude, and we and we have a special price on sauna that I'll tell you about after. Previously, with a longtime friend, Phil Wilson, the exclusive distributor of the Relax Far Infrared Sauna. I've been sweating and promoting the benefits of saunas and sweating for 16 years now. <laughs> Can you wow, believe it? Wow, 16 years. Regularly that long? 20, 20 minutes a day for about 15 years now. Six months ago. Man, I started doing it every day, and I don't think I've missed a day. How this has improved my life, I mean, I can't tell you. It's 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 pretty amazing. I tell you what, I feel better and better. What's going on? Well, the, the proof is definitely in the pudding. And uh, if if a person would go to YouTube and search for Relax Sauna testimonials, they'll get 650 testimonies on what the Relax Sauna has done for different individuals, from feeling better to getting rid of uh, extreme pain to getting rid of neuropathy to just helping a person feel more calm, alert, relaxed, tuned in, and everything else. And everything else. And that commercial is 10 years old. <laughs> 10 years old. That's how long I've been doing it, like a lot. Crazy. Yeah, I think you'll you'll enjoy this sauna. Uh, I sure do. Uh, last thing I do before I go to bed, jump in this puppy, warm it up a little bit, and uh, rock and roll, uh, put the timer on. Uh, sometimes I get out before the 30 minutes if I feel like it, but you know, and then jump into a cold shower and it's so energizing and cleansing, cleans your skin and everything and uh, 
These are wonderful units, uh, very low, uh, no EMFs. They have some magnetic energy, but that's about it, because uh, it's a motor. Um, these saunas have won uh, quite a few awards in Taiwan as for their technology and the far infrared computer chip that they use, which is a very special one that's uh, been proven to be like a healing light of love. Very cool. You just feel better when you get out of these guys. You feel good in there. Warm, obviously, but um, safe, uh, protected, and it's a great time um, to talk to God, talk to yourself. It just is a wonderful time to um, to go within, um, and you do that every day. So never mind the physical benefits, the spiritual benefits of that. And it's kind of fun because you got the timer on, and if you fall asleep, then you're not going to cook yourself because it turns off, uh, but it'll give you an, an opportunity to do a spiritual exercise uh, that you maybe not do, and do it every day. So if you'd like to get one, uh, the way to do it is to email me, Patrick at one radio network.com. Patrick at one radio network.com. Now we um, ship them all over the world, all over the world, all over the world. We just do, all over the world, all over the world. And uh, our price delivered in the lower 48 is 1295. Uh, it's about 200 bucks extra to Canada. Hey dude, what's going on? Doodles right here. So just email me and I'll hook you up uh, whatever I can do to help you get one. I'll do it. Patrick at one radio network.com. Oh, speaking of EMFs. Previously, we were talking with Brandon about the Blue Shield EMF device, and he says it goes out 90 yards in all directions. It's an omnidirectional field that, if you think about a huge sphere that's expanding, that's that's essentially what the waveform pattern looks like. Oh, that's cool. So it's putting frequencies into the body, and then how does that work in relation to electromagnetic field that's coming in in the walls and the windows through a cell phone tower down the street. Yeah, so the cell repeaters and Wi-Fi and all this electromagnetic radiation in, in the um, in the environment, people mistakenly think that this is somehow going to act like a shield and block the radiation and make it not appear on any kind of tri-field meter or any measuring device. And that's simply not the case. It's more of a, an energy medicine, so to speak, where it's it's stimulating the bodies at the cellular level to create a cellular response to make all the individual cells much stronger and more able to adapt to the EMF stressors. So that's number one on the physical or the somatic level where the body is experiencing a decrease in stress from electromagnetic fields. If you're interested, you can click on the Blue Shield ad on the front page of One Radio Network. Use promo code One Radio, or also contact Brandon through his website there when you click and he'll give you more information. Front page, Blue Shield, EMF protection device on oneradionetwork.com. Yeah, they're pretty cool, very cool. I have one up here, uh, one downstairs, and we're out in the country, but, you know, I just, you know, I'm gonna do whatever I can afford to do uh, to add to my um, um, spiritual understanding of protecting myself, because we, we trust God, Hmm? spiritually, and we tie our camel, and we get stuff like this. And you can get one for your 
for your purse or pocket. This is cool. And um, and so you just charge it up. It's all charged up. And uh, you do it on the computer. And you just carry this with you. So when I go into Austin or stuff, there's a lot of cell phone towers away around. So I might as well leverage as much as I can. You know, we, we're not in fear of these things or think they're going to hurt us. I give them no energy whatsoever except they're there and I'm just going to, you know, do what I can to uh, protect myself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, where to from here? Okay. So we put in a, uh, a video on the front page, and I invited this fellow on. He, he seems pretty cool, and he's just got some issues with some of the way carnivore people are doing it. His biggest issue, and I think he's on to something here, and I kind of knew it intuitively and do it already, but I'm going to be more uh, careful. Uh, what's his name, this fellow? Um... Oh, it doesn't matter. He's right underneath the video that you may be watching now uh, entitled Why a Pure Carnivore Diet May Not Be the Best for Everyone. And But he's interesting. We, we've invited him on. And uh, he, he claims... Oh, do I have to change up my, my video? Hmm. He claims that... Uh, and I think he's right that cooked meat, uh, too much of it, can be a problem. Uh, I need to put on a slide here because I just lost my camera. Let me do this here. And I'll talk while I'm doing it. And and he's giving all kinds of different uh, ideas and we'll, we'll talk to him on... Let me change... Yeah, got to reach over. As soon as he accepts the invitation, we'll bring him on and talk about it. That uh, the too much cooked meat can be a problem. Hold on. Now I'm dropping my headphones. Live radio, what are you going to do? Whatever this is. Okay. Um... Okay. All right, this will work. So, um, so we'll, we'll get more details on it, but, you know, I've kind of known this for a long time, and I put up a an audio of our conversation with Agenis Vanderplanets, on the front page of One Radio Network, you'll see it right at the top. And it was um, a long time ago, gosh, 12 years ago, the primal diet, and he was a primal diet guy, all, all animal foods, but everything was raw. You know, he never cooked anything. He never cooked anything. And he gives some pretty interesting um, uh, I, I think on this one, and we'll put up a, a new one every few days if you're interested in it. 
and he was very well researched on it and it looked great he looked uh, 20 years younger than his chronological age um, and um, but it was all raw so raw eggs raw butter um, um, raw meat raw organ everything raw he didn't cook anything but ever since I for me ever since I kind of knew that 10 years ago I've pretty just seared steaks you know just put a few minutes on either side and I have a little thermometer and it's 100 degrees or less inside and I'm going to listen to it more carefully to see but he said Ajanis uh, that different nutrients in the meat uh, get get distinguished or just go at too high of a temperature now if that's true a lot of people and um, are getting and not much nutrients in a carnivore diet, which is curious. And also, uh, this fellow that we're gonna talk to, I don't know if Ajahn has talked about it, talked about it, uh, too much cooked meat uh, would dry out the various organs uh, of the body. Kidney can actually dry it out. Weird, huh? But you know what makes sense? I don't know if it will or not. We have to think about that. There are, there are people that claim that when we start cooking things, fire, uh, that's, when our, that's when our brains actually got bigger. Not sure if that means we're smarter. Maybe we're just thinking more. <laughs> maybe, maybe we're just doing more thinking around the fire. I don't know. Um, I, I think we actually interviewed somebody years ago on fire and he he argued that as we start to cook food our brains got bigger I'm going to put fire into our search function and see if a book comes out I think we interviewed a fellow that wrote the book called fire no I don't see anything long ago hmm. let me put in cooking food Theater. So, whatever. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, but uh, I think it's a great idea from what, what I understand if you're going to be eating uh, lots of steaks or whatever is you just don't cook a lot. Just, you know, just get it as rare as you possibly can. Uh, and uh, it tastes great anyway. Um, but we like to cook the, uh, you know, you can cook the edges of it. You know, if there's any kind of... Um, stuff from people handling them. I don't know. Goobies. <laughs> Goobies. I don't even know what to call them anymore since we don't believe in bacteria as advertised. Goobies on your steak or uh, your ground beef. But, um, but raw is good. I, we've been doing raw eggs. That's all I do now. I really like raw eggs. I don't know if you've ever done them, but you can crack uh, six or so in a glass like this and put some salt, um, maybe some butter, raw butter, stir it up. It's very powerful. I think, um, oh, I was going to talk to Adam, oh, I was going to talk to Adam all about the, um, you know, food, food that people, uh, because Adam was into 
this whole weightlifting thing years ago. I mean, you know, during the, um, uh, during the, you know, I think in the seventies and sixties and seventies, and these all these weightlifters, Atlas and you know, whatever. And I'm not sure what they all ate to grow more muscles. And I was going to talk to Adam about that, but a tree fell on his electrical thing and he couldn't do the show uh, about 20 minutes of it. So we'll do that on the third Wednesday. I don't know if he's listening, but maybe he could give me some ideas. But I'm just thinking I need a little bit of carbohydrates um, for building muscle. I'm just feeling that a little bit. I'm building a lot of muscles with this X3, baby. Have you heard me talk about it? So, but, uh, um, so we'll look more into that. Um, be fun to, to get some of the, the real carnivore guys on that we've talked to, like Chafee, Kilts. Um, we've had about four or five really hardcore carnivore people on, um, and see what they say about the whole cooking thing. Well, that wouldn't be good if it dries out your organs. I'm glad I have always liked it rare. So, that's fun. Well, I wanted to give you a little bit of warning uh, that I see happening that uh, I encourage you to become aware of. These people who want to control you and me and not allow us to have the happiest, healthiest, longest life possible, they're going to continue and even ramp up their energy to try to make our life more miserable. And one of the ways they do it through the media, can't believe the stories, just this morning, the headlines, you know, whatever, the Republicans are having a hard time electing a Speaker of the House, like who cares? I mean, that's all they're going to be talking about in the news. Um, I've seen some clips already. People sent me... uh, news stories, and it's all stupid because politics is just stupid anyway. But they're going to do everything they can to keep you all wrapped up uh, in this whole political thing and uh, and then they're going to, you know, be, let Trump become the good guy, the good guy, and the bad guy. It'll be both sides, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how they do it. Just like in a movie, you got to have a good guy and a bad guy. And they're going to run with this for the next two years and make a big deal about Trump and all this stuff and and wrap up uh, the attention of millions and millions of people which will be uh, not good for them at all because it doesn't matter, firstly, because who cares? They're all, they're all swampy and you don't get in unless they want you in. If voting really mattered, they would make it illegal. But there's going to be millions of people that are going to get all wrapped up with DeSantis or Trump or... Um, you know, 
and anything they can do to take your eye off of the ball of what's going on uh, and with wars and the money and uh, COVID stuff. You know what I mean? So be careful. Don't get caught up in it. Because they're going to really ramp it up. And I think they're going to need to to try to help us, um, encourage us more and more to keep our eye off of the ball by doing all kinds of things. And I suspect there's going to be, I don't know, I'm just feeling it. They're going to do another little COVID surge. It'll be another, another Omicron plus some weird thing. And... They're going to do it again and get more people injected even though every evidence in the world that these things are so dangerous and nobody's protected, nobody cares, uh, but you and I know it, but mainstream folks, they get everything from the from their nightly news, pretty much everything from their nightly news where they live, right? Get home, watch the nightly news, and they all say the same thing. That's pretty much, and then they go to Yahoo and Google, and then you just believe anything. Which is why they don't, they haven't caught onto this vaccine thing. It's, it's crazy, man. And then to think of it, at the very core of it, there is no virus, and the tests are faulty. I mean, think about that. And they pulled off this thing for three years, and now they're going to continue to do it. The tests are absolutely, totally worthless. Tests, oh, I've got COVID. No, you don't. Um, and the vaccines, of course, are absolutely dangerous. Uh, they're killing people. Uh, you've seen some of the stories. I don't, I've seen some blood clots and stuff that'll make like crazy. So, just be careful. Just be careful, okay? Be careful. Not to fall for all this nonsense. We had a uh, interesting conversation with Russell Bentley um, yesterday. He's in Ukraine. And one of the most profound thing he said was that if you want to know what's going on, just listen to all of the media and it's just exactly the opposite. And you can see that. I mean, we've known it and you've known it. One thing he did say was pretty curious is that NATO and the CIA and the United States and the Davos crowd, crowd, those are the people fomenting this war because they want to take Putin out. And they want to take over Russia. I wish this thing would just leave me alone. They want to take over Russia and break up Russia and steal all their stuff. Russia's probably one of the most richest (laughs) mineral-rich, resource-rich country 
in the world. It's the biggest country of the world, did you know that? The biggest country, not the world, on earth. There's no world. world is biggest country on earth that we know of. There's probably a lot more on, as the earth keeps going. And they got it all, gas and oil and gold. and So they want it, you know, they want it. And it's always been like this, right? Kings, Game of Thrones, or whatever you watch, or King Henry, or any of these movies, these are historical dramas. It's always been about the kings wanting other people's stuff, right? So they would create a war. They've always done the same thing. They create a false flag, and they, they get the people all riled up, go to war, get yourself killed, and just come back with their stuff. That's what they do. They've always done it. It's just been the same game plan, the same thing over and over and over again. And the people fall for it because don't, and we all did in past lives. I'm sure you and I went off to war a lot until we figured out that we didn't want to do it anymore. So I'm not gonna do that, that's stupid. <laughs> I'm gonna go out there and get myself killed so you guys can take Iraq's oil or you, you know, Afghanistan's rare earth minerals. And both Russia and the United States were after those, remember? Russia was over in Afghanistan for years before they just, they got kicked out. They just couldn't, couldn't beat them because uh, these people were up in the, you know, up in the mountains with rifles. And you're not gonna beat those people. That's why nobody, you can't, Afghanistan, they'll be all right, because you're not gonna beat them. You're not gonna get their stuff. Now Iraq was easier, they just leveled the whole place, blew it up, and just, you know, started over. I can't believe what they did in that country. Oh man. Poor people. But it's the same meatheads the same neocons in Washington, the same uh, CIA, the same bankers, they're all the bankers, and this is what they do. And this is what the earth plane is about right now. So our job, and what I help you to do, even though we talk about it, but remember it's just a movie, we just talk about it, and just to stay out of the way, and know that it's going on, and so you can make better choices, right? Make better choices. What am I gonna do with that one? Make better choices. <clears throat> so one of the big ploys of these people is to focus their energy through the media, which they own and control all of it, to have you and I have more tension. And that can be all kinds of things, right? Be tense about having enough money or tense about your kids going to school and is somebody gonna shoot them or whatever the, all the different things that they, they put together or tense about having your kids having to wear a mask at school or tense, tense anything, tension, right? This is their whole MO. And this is put everything in their fear and angst in the tension mode. And I just wanted to, to tell you a little bit about how I have seen in the past 
15 years, more so the past 10, as your host here has gone through things like, um, I did the whole colon thing, you know, that irritable bowel syndrome for a couple years, um, sciatica twice, and then um, heartburn kind of thing for three years, symptoms and tried everything in the world and figured out that it wasn't, it wasn't anything, it wasn't too much acid, it wasn't too much this, it wasn't none of this, it wasn't gallbladders, it wasn't anything except tension. And here I am, you know, I do my spiritual work every day and I don't really worry about anything. I mean, I have, I have some negative thoughts fly through my consciousness now and then like you do, but I don't give them any juice and I just move on. But even then, uh, Spirit has me on a short leash and because I want to do a lot of things and I need to get stronger because I want to do them, you see, our, our desire to do what we want to do will create situations where Spirit will say, well, you want to do that, you got to have more energy, have to have more juice, got to sleep better and have more um, wherewithal, more chi, when you're going to have to just dig in and let go of some deep-seated, um, you know, tension that you're holding on to that you don't even know. So this is what diseases are about. We create these diseases so we can then let go of the tension that's causing that. Uh, and you know what's and this is the work that the German New Medicine does. They get rid of trauma, but it's just tension about life. You know, tension about am I worried about anything? And that worry is in your body, in my body. And I, after years of looking at it, I just figured out that's what it was, and seeing it closely, and then you, you, you get rid of it, you let it go. It's not perfect. Sometimes it'll come back. Just, you know, you could feel it. I, it's been so cool. It's been like a, a little um, a canary in a cold mine for me. And you would think that you would be unhealthy or if you're in this situation, and it's actually just the opposite, that you're very healthy when you're feeling the little thing. So, you know, you just um, uh, say you're doing some kind of download or I'm working on uh, the website and I get impatient for five seconds, you know, because I want to go eat, you know, and it's just a, and you can feel it in your stomach like, That's the way it works. That's crazy. It's the only way I learned it. Because I wanted to. So so what we're talking about is um, ideas that are really very private to you. Spirituality and your relationship with God. So that's where you start. Now we're doing a little thing, and I did one yesterday, had a good time with a fellow in Australia, really nice man, and this is pretty much all we talk about on our little Patrick in your pocket thing when I do coaching sessions, is to help you, because it always comes around to this after we talk about everything going on, it always comes around to um, what are we worried about, what are we concerned about, what's going on with our relationships, with our kids, with our significant other, with the government, government uh, uh, government corporations or whatever. It's always about relationships with ourselves or with others and learning how to um, um, do it without 
being all tensed up about it. And it's a real art. You know, it's a real art to be able to, to, you know, talk to somebody you're having a relationship with and um, telling them you're not really pleased about what they're doing, right? Uh, as far as treating you with respect. Or, but you can do it without getting weird about it. And it's possible. So we talk a lot about that. So if you if you have a little some tension in your life, you're feeling it, and this is always um, always manifested by some health issues that you just can't seem to get rid of, which is what happened to me. And then you're you're taking all the right stuff, you're eating all the right foods, and I don't know, you know, I've got this thing going on for five years, and now I'm on medication. I can help you with that. We can walk through it, talk through it. And if you understand how you got there, then you can understand how to un-get there. Is that a term, un-get there? I got there, but I un-get there. Yeah. That makes sense? So you can just email me. We'll do a session if you want. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. One-time cost, super low cost. And then we videotape it. Um, um, no, we don't We don't videotape. Um, um, we... We audio, and then I send you the audio. I don't record the video. Because you can't really send those a lot. It's very difficult to send complete an hour-long video or an hour and a half through email. Pretty tricky. Um, so that's the deal with that. We'll do a few emails, and uh, then we'll just go have some lunch. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. That's everything on my on my list. How do you eat raw meat? Oh, you just eat it. Uh, well, you know, you don't have to do, you know, the, like 80, 90% of it will be raw, but you can just sear it, you know, on the outside with some um, fat, some nice tallow or ghee, and do some salt and maybe some spices, and just cook it a little bit and, and just keep your, your inner temperature, you don't have to do it under 100. I don't, you know, you could do it 110 or 120, have it just super, you know, just maybe medium rare. Um, probably the more, let me just put it this way, I suspect everything that I've learned over the years that the, the more raw it is, uh, the easier it is to digest and the more the better it is for you. So just a taste thing and what you want to do and, uh, you know, it's just all choice, right? So there's no, you know, there's no real um, rules with this. Because we don't like rules, right? No, we don't like rules. We don't like rules at all. We don't like rules. Oh, man. There's still a lot of, uh, a lot of chat with different gurus and health people they keep talking about um, sugar in the brain, and there's no evidence that that's the case. No evidence that that's the case. From Sally K. Norton, humans and our ancestors have been cooking for millions of years, whereas great apes have never cooked their food. Secondly, it is simply false. Now, she doesn't address, but I'm going to 
see if I can get her on the show to talk about the cooking and if she can find some real evidence that cooking will make you weird. Um, but they're simply false that the brain thrives on glucose. In fact, according and she's very well-researched lady, one of the huge selling points of the ketogenic diet is that ketones, metal, metabolites of fat, are better brain food than glucose, though many people, especially those who have been poisoned on oxalates, do better with uh, some amount of carbs in, other, in their diet due to metabolic damage. So this could be why I'm doing a little bit of a, some, some carbs, a little bit of white rice because maybe I really got um, too many oxalates with my spinach and rice and, and almonds. I don't know. Who knows? <clears throat> I'm glad your show's doing well. It's uh, I'm being completely open, telling so much truth possibly that you possibly can without getting shut down. Now they don't bother us anymore. Uh, kudos for you for looking for the truth. The truth is very simple, however. Uh, God, God is allowing Satan to do what he's doing as a punishment to man. Um, no, I don't think it's a punishment. Satan, however, is under the authority of God, his creator. He can only do what God allows him to do. That's why I'm at peace with all of this stuff because it is all of our Heavenly Father and I refuse to attempt to get in his way because it's what he is who is I fear, not Satan. Yeah, well, I'd be careful with that one. Why would you fear God? You can do what you want, but fear God? And it's not as a punishment. So that's all I'll say. That that whole Christianity punishment sin, it's all made up. But you do what you want to do. Are you tracking repetitions and all of that on your um, X3? Yeah. Um, what I what I do, and I have a little sheet, and we do four exercises a day, and then I put um, what I did. So every other day, you so say you're doing uh, this thing. The you know what do you call this? Go up like that. Um, I don't even know what you call it, or a deadlift where you're just doing this way. Uh, then you write down how many repetitions you did and then when you do it a day and a half later and look at that and try to beat uh, the repetitions that you did two days ago or a day ago, two days ago, like Monday, Wednesday. So you say, well, I did 30 on Monday. I'm going to try to do more. And then you can get right up to 30 and you really know that you can hardly move. And that's the whole beauty with the, uh, the variable resistance that you're, you're doing this and at the end 
say you're doing this, uh, I wish I knew what they called it. Anyway, say you're doing this and you're in here and this is all you can move. You can't move it any higher. And on the first repetition, you're up here. And on the 30th repetition, the most you can, highest you can do is here. And, the, and then you're doing this. And so you just do it until you can't move anything. You can't move anything. You just stopped, dead cold. That's called failure. And that's when the most um, impact on growth is. And that's something that you can't do with weights. Because with weights, you know, you're doing this and that. You have to you'd have to hold the weight like like that. So it's really uh, fascinating. Uh, technology. I'll show you a picture. X3. Here it is. So you see, you got these bands, which is our, our latex, and um, you just have the repetitions get as they get close to as how many as you can do, then the, the length of what you, you pull or you push, um, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller until you can't move. You just can't move. And you can imagine the amount of pressure on that particular muscle when you're there and you can't move. It's like huge. And this is why you can get so much growth so quickly with this, without getting sore, by the way. Without getting sore. That's because we don't uh, tear the muscles, rip the rip the tendons like they do with weights, and that's how the that's how the um, muscles grow because you're actually ripping them. That's where the term I guess the guys are really ripped. You're actually ripping the muscle, and which is why too with regular weightlifting, um, it's suggested that you wait like four or five days. So the muscle heals, you have a little growth, but you get much more growth this way with no no soreness and no ripping of muscle. It's a much more natural way, don't you think? Love this. I'm so excited about it. I did some this morning, but do some more this afternoon because I only did half of my things. Okay, so there you have it. You can grow muscle and just go to X3. You see the ad on the front page if you want to get one. One radio network. Check it out. X3. I, you know, I should know how much it is? Let me go real quick. Cause see, we're, they were on sale for a while. I wonder how much it is. Buy now, okay? I'll buy now. X three, X three. Oh, yep. It's back to five forty nine. That's what I paid for it. Five forty nine. But you can do uh, a little. That's what I do. I did the uh, fifty bucks a month thing with a firm, very easy to do, put in your last four social, and you just, uh, you just um, finance it. So you pay interest, who cares? You get it right away, boom, they send it to you. Uh, by the time you pay it off, you know, you'll have so many muscles, you won't know what's going on. Uh, we also do that for our hydrogen machine a little picture of this one, the Holy Hydrogen, which is the one we're promoting now. There's no maintenance. 
You don't have to clean it out. Um, it's a, you can do two quarts of water. It's a superior technology that's out of Japan. Uh, there's no lie. It's a really a wonderful unit. Um, wonderful unit. And um, so it's called Holy Hydrogen. And another reason we went with it is because they have the same kind of deal where you can do a monthly thing. Because it's about 2400 bucks. Uh, use promo code one radio for a hundred dollars off. Um, we breathe in every day in the water. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Very powerful, very powerful. So that's another reason we went with it because we could finance it. Because people asked for that for years. Oh, I need to finance this. I don't have two thousand. Who's got two thousand dollars laying around? I don't. So that's the way I did mine. So hope you got one. On sale, if not, get one now. Okay, kids, so we're going to see you on Friday. We take Thursdays off. Thank you for allowing, being able to allow me to do that with your uh, support, with donations. If you ever want to do that, you can send us a few bucks or buying some of our products. That's how we support ourselves. So stay out of the weeds. Watch The Matrix. Be careful how much uh, time you spend on the interweb. interweb. All of our, our videos are on BitChute. And um, you can visit us on Telegram, Netflix, I mean, Netflix, Facepant, and we're spending less and less time on Facebook because it's so boring. Uh, but anyway, so I love you guys. Thank you. Appreciate your support, really. It means a lot to me. Let me know if I can help with anything. My email is patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Love you guys. Thank you. Bye. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.